What are the top cybersecurity challenges that healthcare entities deal with when it comes to legacy medical devices and what can be done to address those issues? I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Cletus Earl, CIO at Kaleida Health in Buffalo, New York, and Board Chair of the College of Healthcare Information Management Executives, or CHIME. So I understand that CHIME and its subgroup, the Association for Executives in Healthcare Information Security, recently submitted a letter to the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, which was seeking information from the healthcare industry about efforts to improve the cybersecurity of legacy medical devices. So from your perspective as a CIO, but also as a leader at CHIME, what are some of the biggest challenges that healthcare organizations are facing when it comes to the cybersecurity of legacy devices? Where are the biggest problems? Some of the biggest problems that we have as an industry, and we're at CHIME trying to help bring some greater awareness to around the lack of defined standards in the medical device industry. The problem, particularly around security, we multiple times have, and many times, particularly around legacy medical device solutions, are left to hold the level of engagement and, and remediation on our own when it comes to our uh, legacy medical devices. Uh, and due to the fact that there are no standards put in place that states that the manufacturers are required to help protect their devices that they've they've put in our organizations throughout the industry. And that has created a significant amount of challenges because many times those devices sit on our networks and our infrastructure from the technology side. And because we're now made responsible, held responsible to remediate those issues, many of those devices are very proprietary and it's very difficult to manage them because you would need to put some type of solution that sits around those devices or that monitors them on a consistent basis and due to the proprietary nature of those devices, it makes it very challenging to to do that. So it's a lack of standards as well as categorization of those standards, which is challenging. There's no true vulnerability disclosure associated to these devices. You know, the suppliers should provide documentation of the vulnerability of their products that they normally would actually do for anything else in a situation like that. You know, risk sharing, we need to, we're asking for a greater sense of risk sharing from the providers uh, to the manufacturers. There's just a litany of different things, including one would also say simplified cybersecurity guidelines, implementation guidelines that's associated with those medical devices is something that we're we're asking for and we're helping promote because we think once you, you define all of these components from the medical device manufacturers, it would help us create a better cybersecurity hygiene platform because that's what we're asking is we're, we're really helping to find the hygiene for our institutions. We want to make sure that one of our major components of our institutions, our infrastructures, our medical devices, actually comply with those same basic hygiene principles. So these are the many challenges the CIOs nationally and internationally have come to find is something that we really need to continue to push back and whether we're pushing our government, we need to pivot regard to how we are facilitating remediating these problems that we have with these medical devices. 
So, Cletus, when it comes to legacy medical devices, are there certain kinds of problems that you see with certain types of products? For instance, is it a matter of like old operating systems on some of these products? Is it a matter of firmware that can't be updated or changed in terms of, you know, how you get into a system? What are some of the issues that are most challenging that CIOs like yourself run into all the time? Well, it's everything that you just mentioned, you know, older operating systems, firmware initiatives, the patching, patch management, lack of the ability to put something on those devices, the sometimes such proprietary solutions that we just don't have the ability to put some of our tools on these legacy products. So the fact that there's no real way to address those older products. Interesting enough, now when you buy newer medical devices, much of those devices inherently come with these features because it's mandated. You know, if we're, we're going to buy something now, we're going to purchase it and make sure that we're purchasing something that has the capacity to be managed in a more robust manner. But those older solutions are a challenge and, and many organizations have a significant amount of older devices. Not everybody can actually spend tens of thousands of dollars per device to go out and replace your fleet when it comes to that. So by default, our industry has a significant amount of legacy devices embedded within their infrastructure that they don't have a great level of control over. So now, Cletus, the FDA in recent years has issued pre-market and post-market guidance for cybersecurity of medical devices, but the guidance has mostly been geared toward the device makers. Are the makers following the guidance? Where is there room for improvement when it comes to some of the newer products that might be under development or being introduced these days? We recommend that the FDA strongly consider using binding guidelines and guidance. Working with frameworks such as the NIST Cybersecurity Framework 1.1 version, it, it is imperative that all of the manufacturers move towards these guidelines. There are recommendations, but there are, in some many cases, no standards, no requirements. So it's one of those things that some of the manufacturers go towards a particular process particularly with this NIST framework, but it's not mandatory. And, and that poses challenges associated to how do you support these things. So some organizations, when it comes to their new devices, are doing it. There's no question. But there are many others that inherently have not decided to just blanketly follow these guidelines and principles. So then it has to create problems for us in the long run as a healthcare industry. So, Cletus, you mentioned that the FDA should make these recommendations, not recommendations, but binding sorts of things that the makers need to do. Any suggestions for what Congress might be able to do to help healthcare entities and the industry overall better tackle some of the issues that we're seeing involving the cybersecurity of legacy medical devices? We're hoping that Congress legislative branch can really help influence the FDA to shore up some of these security challenges in our industry by putting out mandates and changing some laws that make these requirements mandatory. So we're hopeful that we can get really good legislation. And we have seen some, and we've supported some in on the Hill to truly say, how do we improve? And it, again, it's a level of influence and a level of just setting some requirements to the FDA so that they can actually push out these guidelines throughout the rest of the country in the United States. 
And unfortunately, there's no true mandate done internationally, but we do know for some of our international members, they too are, are having the same challenges. So we're hopeful that many of the recommendations here are followed not only in the United States, but throughout the rest of the world. So Cletus, in the meantime, while Congress kind of mulls these recommendations and challenges over, and FDA in the meantime has just recommendations basically for what manufacturers should do. Any recommendations that you have for what healthcare entities can do to better address the challenges as they face these issues in the meantime? That's the really difficult and complex discussion. What could we do to help prevent it? What I would truly recommend is the fact that any new device that you're purchasing as an institution, you ensure that this is the time where you have true leverage because you can buy solutions that abide by the NIST frameworks and these these other security protocols to continue to have that cyber hygiene to what you've put into your organization. So treating the MDMs or the medical device manufacturers to this very similar principles as you would with any one of your other the technology procurement vendors. So putting those type of procurement processes when it comes to security would be critical. You know, if you think about from the legacy side, what can you do? It's, that's, a, again, a discussion that it's very difficult to answer because many of these organizations, many of these these systems have Windows XP as operating systems. Truly, what could you do with that? You know, you could look at what is your retention policies on these devices and see if you have the ability to sunset some of those products while you look at purchasing new solutions so that you can phase out some of those older products and help remove some of those vulnerabilities within your organization. But understanding that, I say all of it knowing that not all things are equal. Not all organizations have the capacity to do that. So the Catch-22, we know what we can and should do, particularly around security, but knowing that due to the, at times, extensive costs, it's had an impact to the organization. It's very difficult to accomplish if we wanted to do this on our own. So hence, we say we should work with supporting Chime and and what we're trying to do and pushing back and really challenging the industry to change and hoping that Congress and the folks on the Hill can help us with the FDA to make those changes and become realized. And finally, Cletus, looking ahead, what can medical device makers do right now with their products so that when these products do become legacy devices, they are easier to manage in terms of the cybersecurity issues that we see? The medical device manufacturers, you know, what they would need to do with, you know, these solutions need to be treated no different than any other computer manufacturer. Having a infrastructure, hardware, and software capable of being managed in an enterprise-level way regarding whether it's patch management or operating system management to putting in tools that allows security to confine those products to ensure that they are not put at risk. So manufacturers need to treat their products no differently than the way a computer manufacturer treats their products when they're purchasing a solution from one of your major computer manufacturers of ours. So it is imperative that they all just, let's not discount what the problem is. Manufacturers need to identify that this is truly an issue and what we're going to have to do to remediate. This doesn't speak on 
some of your implantables and how you put security around some type of implant. You know, I think that we have to start to think about security as it gets down to the device level and those devices may at times not even be a computer. So it's a very complex answer that I won't pretend, I don't think we would, anyone would pretend to know the complete solution to this, but it is imperative that they start to recognize that it is a problem and once recognized as a problem, then being able to have the collective thought process of how we remediate together as a whole and not necessarily just trying to implement things just to put products out there in the market. Thanks, Cletus. I've been speaking to CIO Cletus Earl. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.